What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Discretion is advised. This is 10-Minute Murder. No matter how many years had passed, and despite the huge amount of murders he had committed, the details of every crime he had ever committed stayed fresh in Samuel's memory. During his confessions, he was able to provide detailed descriptions of his victims, drawing accurate, colored sketches that led to the identification of multiple women that he killed. The only areas where his confessions lacked accuracy were the exact kind of clothing that his victims wore, and the specific dates and years of each crime. Out of the 93 murders that Samuel gave detailed confessions to, the FBI were only able to verify just over half, but to this day, they believe that the remaining confessions are all credible. They think that with time, they will be able to confirm even more of the murders that are linked to Samuel. In 2019, the FBI decided to make several of Samuel's confessions available to the public, hoping that somebody would recognize the details and help the Bureau identify more victims. One of Samuel's earliest unidentified victims was a transgender teenage girl who he believed he'd killed in the early 1970s. Tell me about Mary Ann. She's what you nowadays they call a transgender. Okay. How tall is, is she? Marianne's about five, seven, seven, five, six. She weighed about 135. Okay. One, maybe 140. 
And how old do you think she was? She was 19. Okay. And where was she from? No, Miami, down in Liberty City. Okay. And did she, um, you mentioned before she had a boyfriend, or she talked about a boyfriend? Name Wes. Wes? Yeah, yeah. And tell me about where you met her at. I've seen her down at the Guar on 17th Avenue, and she had on a short cream miniskirt. <clears throat> cream and red. So then this opportunity popped up mm -hmm. take her to the store. Right. Instead of me bringing her back to the apartment, I went down to the seat. That's going down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. called the uh, Alligator Alley. It, it turns into, it runs into Alligator Alley. Right. But the further out you get, the further you get out of Miami. Right. And you, you got vegetation in there. Now, how far outside of Miami? It wasn't too far out of Miami, right okay. there. I was in my stepdad's car, Pontiac Lee Mans. Now, where did you take her to? We got down. Past the um, past the let's say limits, so I continued on toward Fort Lauderdale, okay. and I seen a road going off the main road back into vegetation mm -hmm. on the left side. So I got her out of the car, pulled her out, and drug her into the growth back there. And pull deeper into there's a path, a little path was running somewhere. I don't know where it led it to, mm -hmm. but it was running deeper into the undergrowth. Mm -hmm. it, it's like uh, Everglades, like that. And we ran into uh, uh, some water running. And, but before we got to the water, the earth was mushy. I turned loose, and she fell into it face down. And how far outside of Miami do you think you were? About a mile, two miles. Uh, what year did Marianne occur? Uh, 72. Okay, 1972. Samuel told Texas Rangers that in 1984, he had murdered a blonde hippie in her mid-twenties and dumped her body on a hill. So you meet this girl, <clears throat> I guess you're at a strip bar downtown Columbus. I went on my car. This white girl come out behind the building. And I'm in my trunk. She walked over to me. Say, uh, come on, y'all, can you take me to Miami? Describe this girl to me. Is she white, black, what she looked like? She was white, blonde hair, dishwater, dishwater blonde gold. It's short. Short like shoulder length yeah, or look, no, no, early, a little over the ear. Like a bob. Yeah, like a bob. Okay. And um how tall do you think she was? She was about five, seven. She weighed about 130. She how old had, do you think she was? Oh, she was about 25. Okay. You mentioned before that, that uh, you said she kind of had like this hippie aura to her. Yeah, she did give you a hippie feeling. I think she was some kind of hippie, yeah. So you go to Cincinnati, you mess around on Vine Street, and then eventually you guys both get in your car and you cross over the, the bridge into Kentucky. Tell me about going into Kentucky. We got to Covington and then we continued through Covington. Mm -hmm. And there was a park that they were having a festival there. And she heard the music and shit off that band in there. And by her being a hippie type, and she, oh, she wanted to get to that. But the police came over and peeped in the, 
in our car. We really wanted me to move out of there. So we, instead of going in there, I took her the other way. Right. Round, winding round, they got hills out in Kentucky, and the road winds around the hills. I seen a little short road going up mm -hmm. the hill. Mm -hmm. And in the up top there was uh, vegetation, wasn't no houses or nothing. And so I pulled up in there and, and concealed about the car in, in that little vegetation up there on top of the hill. Mm -hmm. It was it was like a dirt road. Okay. It was like dirt. The grass was growing in the middle between two tracks. When I left her up in there in that little road up there, on the side of that little road, she was like partially concealed by the vegetation. Samuel confessed to a murder he committed sometime between 1992 or 1994. When he killed a woman he had been shoplifting with. Despite a sketch of the victim and Samuel believing that her name had been Ruth, she was never matched to any unexplained deaths or missing persons cases. North Little Rock. Tell me what that girl looked like. Oh man, I loved her. I forget her name. Oh wait, I think it was Ruth. Okay. She was a heavy set, big old yellow girl. And had buck teeth. <laughs> it had a gap between the teeth everywhere. And she she was like honey colored skin. And she had uh, like her hair was not really long. It was, How tall do you think she was? She was about five seven. How much do you think she weighed? She weighed about close to, to two hundred, about hundred and seventy. Pretty, pretty big girl. Yeah. Now where did you meet her at? Okay, down in the crack house. I was, they heard about six other girls were sitting on the porch. I stopped to go there. I seen the girl, that's why I stopped. We stayed together two days or more. I think about three days. We was going shoplifting. We went to Sears. We went to uh, Kroger's. And that's where I got busted. Mm -hmm. They took me to jail, and she went and stayed in the car. And the manager of Kroger's, I guess he got tired of her laying on his property in that car. He called the station where I was at in North North Arkansas to drop the charges, mm -hmm. so he can come down and get this gal and car out of him. They cut me loose. So we was headed toward Bent. I whipped off the road and back into that little woods. It was a cornfield back there. I pulled through it, and on the other side of the cornfield was a trash pile. I parked the car facing out where I could see anybody coming in. So I, I pulled her out of the car. She's too big for me to carry, carry her. So I just pulled her out of the car and laid on that trash. That was lit there. So was it like a cornstalk pile or was it? Yeah, a bunch of cornstalks. What could you see from there? Uh, I could see the highway mm -hmm. and uh, in the woods is that way. But it's right outside of the Little Rock. I, I was about 10 miles from it. In 1993, Samuel alleged that he had strangled a petite black woman in Las Vegas and provided a detailed sketch of what he remembered about her appearance. She was kind of thin, dark skinned, about 40 years old when she was out there hustling. 
I think she was a drug addict because she wouldn't have been out there. How tall was she? She was about five, 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 three. And how she much do you think she weighed? She weighed about 110, 120. Okay. What about her did you know? The boy came, she left her son. And she called him over there. And he came over, hey, hey, he shook my hand and everything. Yes. Now how old was he? He was about 20 or about 19, 20. Okay, black male or? Black male. And where were you at when you met her? It was on Owens Avenue. Okay. Owens, that's down in the black section. Owens and Jackson. Where do you eventually take her, her body to? I was, I was headed toward California. Mm -hmm. So as I drove out of Las Vegas, I didn't, I seen a motel and a road leading up to the motel. And I said, there's a lot of bushes and brushes us beside the road before you got to that motel. That's where I dropped, pulled up her body out and rolled it down there. And I heard a secondary roll of noise. That meant she was still rolling. So you basically roll her into a pretty big ditch that's got a bunch of... Well, it wasn't a ditch, it was a slope. Okay. That didn't look like a slope because the vegetable, vegetation had grown up out of the slope right. and looked like you know it was you, you would think that the road would just be flat, mm -hmm. but actually the road was going down, mm -hmm. a slope like, and that's why she rolled. As he aged, Samuel's health began to decline, and in December 2020, he passed away in a hospital. Now, the FBI have to hope that Samuel gave them all the details they'd need to eventually identify each of his victims. The sad truth about the unproven cases is that these are the victims that Samuel correctly guessed would never be reported missing, or the victims who were mistakenly ruled as dying due to an accident or an overdose. They are the victims whose deaths were never investigated until now. <laughs> That's 10-Minute Murder for today. Brief and bingeable true crime. I'm Joe, I'm the host, and I really appreciate you listening. And if you're new listening here, this isn't something that I do all the time. Occasionally, I will make some extra time and do a Serial Killer Sunday episode. Now, you might not be listening to this on Sunday. 90% chance that you aren't listening to this on a Sunday. Some of you are. Some of you I know listen to these as soon as they come out. Like, as soon as I hit the click button and it uploads and does its thing, you're already listening to it. I really appreciate that. However, I do understand that this is a podcast and it's available. It, this episode, you could be hearing it two years from the time that I'm saying these words. And it might not be Sunday. It's probably not Sunday. However, this is a Serial Killer Sunday special episode. And speaking of being a new listener to 10 Minute Murder, if you are new, welcome. Settle in, make yourself comfortable, and please subscribe now so that you can catch up on all the back episodes that exist in 10-Minute Murders Library. There are over 300, approaching 350 now, I think. That might be a lie. I just made that number up, but I know it's over 300. Also, connect with me on social media. See the pictures of what we're talking about here in the podcast. Never anything gross and graphic, so you're safe to follow there. And if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple, on Spotify. Audible is also a place you can do that. Any place that's possible, your positive feedback is appreciated and helps this show grow so much. Hey, Joe, how can I help the show grow even more? Good question. I'm glad you asked. You can share the podcast with any of your friends and family that you think could be into brief stories about true crime. And that helps more than I can even describe. If you've got questions, if you've got 
uh, story suggestions. There's one person I think I've mentioned before that likes to send me fun facts about random things. <laughs> I, I enjoy those. Send it all to me, joe at 10minutemurder.com. But you can, you can also send me direct messages on social media. I do get those, but I get so many that it's hard to respond. I read every one of them for the record, but it's hard to respond to very many of them. And it's easier to keep track of. And the ones that I want to mention on the podcast usually come from the email because that's easier for me to keep up with. So I can get them in all the ways, but the email is the easiest. Joe at 10minutemurder.com. Okay, that's it. That is the end of part two of the Serial Killer Sunday special episode. And thank you so much for listening to 10 Minute Murder. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 